Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Welcome, my darling. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special, I think, recording of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. It is midnight right now. (laughs) I think you can tell by my voice that it's not middle of the day and all this energy, but it's midnight. And midnight in Sweden means I'm looking out at this beautiful view of the lake in front of me and the sky still is pretty bright. I mean, the sun has set. It set like an hour and a half, two hours ago, maybe two hours ago. But I mean, it's not dark. You know, that's what what summertime or getting close to summertime in Sweden is like. It's still semi-bright outside. I have candles lit all over this beautiful cabin where we're staying right now. Spent the entire day cleaning this cabin, and I mean deep cleaning, it feels really good. And, you know, I have a four-year-old sleeping in our little loft upstairs who might wake up complaining (laughs) and crying for me at any moment. She's not really sleeping well or going to bed well. She went to sleep at 9.30 tonight. So I took the last hours of this evening to just have some me time, like made some vegan tacos and ate some guacamole and watched Netflix, which I haven't done in a really long time. And it was really beautiful. And I just cleaned the kitchen, spot to go to bed. I mean, as I said, it's midnight and, you know, I really should be in bed. I have a kid that wakes up at seven every day. And then somehow I find myself taking out my podcast equipment not because I have to. I mean, I could record this show tomorrow. I'll find, find find a moment in the day. But here I am. You know, sometimes I, and it happens with this show that I, I find myself absolutely just intuitively guided to record, to speak, to share. Most of the time when I record these episodes, I have no clue what I'm going to talk about. I mean, if you listen to this show, you know I wing it every day of my life. I'm just winging it. You know, I just 
with this show, I just turn on the mic and I talk. You know, it's really rare that I have a plan or a topic or an idea or, you know, if I have a guest, then yes, I have an idea. But most of the time, it's just me. And there's a lot of really beautiful things unfolding in my life right now. And as I say those words, I just close my eyes. As I said those words, I'm kind of teleported back to sitting in my podcast room at the top of our house at home in Aruba, crying because I was so sick and feeling such despair, you know, not knowing what was wrong. And I remember I've had, I had so many times this year recording this show where I was feeling so much grief and so much despair. And I kept saying, I mean, I think I said it in in maybe three or four episodes that I know there's going to be a moment when I get to sit down and record this show and I feel grateful. You know, I, I said that when I was really sick and I was, didn't know why I was sick. I didn't know why I didn't get better, you know, for months and months. And, and then I found out we had toxic mold in every nook and cranny of our house and we had to move out and we lost our home and our normalcy and our lives and I cried recording this show and I said, I know there's going to be a moment where I get to sit down recording this show somewhere and, and I'll feel grateful. And things will make sense. And sitting here right now at midnight on, you know, <laughs> May 19th in the middle of the woods in a tiny cabin <laughs> in Sweden I can take this breath and cry and say that that moment is now. That moment is now. I guess that's what brought me to recording this show in the middle of the night right now and not tomorrow, you know, because that dawning, that realization that gratitude, it just came my way. It just, it just happened. I mean, I've been feeling a lot of gratitude over the past couple of days. If you follow me on Instagram, I've shared some just really beautiful days. Like I find myself at the end of the day, just looking through my story. Like I share little snippets, like I'm barely on my phone. (laughs) And sometimes I'll share a lot on Instagram story and maybe it looks like I'm sharing a lot, but you know, I might be sharing a 15 second snippet and then another 15 second snippet. And I do that a couple times. And for the rest of the day, I forget I have a phone, you know, or I'm sharing something at the end of the day. And it's like, I am not, I'm not online. I'm not in my inbox. I'm not taking any meetings. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not stressing about anything you know, and I, I'm sitting at the end of the day, kind of looking through those little snippets of our, of my story that day. And I'm like, wow, wow, this is beautiful. <laughs> wow, our lives right now really are something else, you know. And these last few days, it's been building a little bit. Today is our, marks the third week of our stay here in, in Sweden. And I think the first First week was a little bit of shock, like transition, just how did we end up here and whoa, what is this now? And 
okay. And then the second week was kind of a a settling, I think, a grounding, a softening, a calming down, kind of almost like I was putting down my armor, you know, one layer at a time. And then this last week, it's been, it's been building to joy. And all throughout this week, I've had a little more, a little more gratitude every day, a little more of wow, of, of wow. And today, I mean, there was nothing special about today other than that it's maybe the best day of my life. <laughs> and I've had so many of these days, you know, this week, just days that in the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm not, I'm not accomplishing anything or winning any awards or doing something extraordinary or you know, doing any of the things that I would have imagined would be the best day, you know, I'm just, I'm just in, in this cabin, <laughs> you know, today we, we woke up and I decided we have to clean, you know, it's time to clean the cabin, <laughs> we had a lot of ants in the kitchen, I've been making dandelion honey or dandelion syrup and left it on the counter and we had like an ant explosion and I was like, oh man, okay, I've got to really clean, so I started cleaning and then I realized, oh, I really, really enjoy this process of really cleaning. <laughs> and I mean, in Aruba at home, like we have help at home. We have Carmen. I mean, I, I've spoken about her on the show, not that much, but Carmen, she's, she's a part of the family. You know, she, she helps us at the house. <laughs> if, if we end up moving to Sweden, we're bringing her here. I mean, she really wants that. She's she's married to a Dutch guy in, in Aruba and they both want to move. So, yeah, but but at home in Aruba, I have help. You know, I have this amazing human who, who helps me around the house. So, and I mean, I'm cleaning and organizing and picking up stuff and, you know, I'm, I'm doing the things of the day-to-day all day. I mean, sometimes I feel like all I do is clean, but it's not true because I have help, right? So the deep cleaning stuff, like getting out the vacuum and like taking things out of the cupboards to wipe down the the shelves and you know the deep cleaning stuff like even like changing the sheets I rarely do like she does that for us and I've, I've lost a bit of that connection to what it's like to really tend to my own home and of course having help at the house it's been one of those things that was like a milestone for me that oh, I want to get to a place where I can afford to hire help so I can focus on work, so I can focus on Leia, so I can, yeah, mostly work, <laughs> mostly work, you know, come home at the end of a long day and, and not have to clean the house, you know, not have, get rid of one of those layers of stress. And it's been this amazing thing. And I'm grateful for that every day. And also she's, you know, she's a part of the family. She's a companion that I talk to and a friend every day. But it's also kind of made me a bit disconnected to what it's really like to tend to your own home. I mean, really, like these basic, basic, basic things that I've been taking for granted for a while. You know how long it's been since I hung my own laundry outside? Like we have a dryer at home. It's been a long time since I hung. I mean, when, I, when we cleaned out all of our clothes from all the toxic mold, I hung every... <laughs> 
every sweater, you know, every, every all of that. Like I had to hand, we had to hand wash and, and I hung all of that. But it was not the same. You know, that was like a panic moment of trying to salvage our items. But just that regular day-to-day, like hanging out your sheets from the wash to dry, you know, on the line between a couple trees and the sun, like I don't do that. That's not part of my regular day. You know, if I'm doing laundry, I throw it in the dryer and I'm done with it. You know, that's it. Like a lot of that basic tending to the to the home. Like, you know how long it's been since I built a fire? <laughs> I I was trying to think about that the other day. I can't remember. I literally cannot remember the last time I made a fire. Chopped wood. I don't know if I've chopped wood in my entire life. Truthfully, honestly. Like I know you know, our summer house when I was little, like we had a fire. I never tended the fire. Like I never chopped any wood. I I can't remember who did that. Like I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume it was my mom or an uncle. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But those kinds of basic things of, you know, just, just deep cleaning this cabin. So we did that today or we, I'm saying we, it's just me. Like I'm alone here. I have a four-year-old. She thinks she's helping. She's mostly making messes, right? But she's like helping slash exploring slash playing all through the day. And then we took breaks to eat and had breakfast and then kept cleaning and then vacuumed everything and then made lunch and, you know, had a snack. And like, it just, the whole day was just like, I cleaned out every part of this cabin and hung a bunch of sheets and laundry. And when everything was done, you know, when the whole, like that feeling of the whole entire house, like knowing everything is clean and spotless and it's not even my house, you know, I don't own this house. Like we're renting the space really temporarily, but there's a feeling to that, a a contentment, you know, feeling of just being really content. And then we went down to the dock and I took a swim, the longest cold swim I've, I've had since we came here. Like a long, like I, I really feel like I can, I can swim across the lake now. Like that's how I feel about it. It's, it's not bad. Like the cold, it's good. It's really good. And Leia thinks she's swimming. She's dipping her feet and she's like, I swam too. And I'm like, sure, sure you did. <laughs> you know. And then we're running back up from the lake and chasing Ringo. And just, there's a lot of laughter all day, you know, really a lot of laughter all day. And then Yesterday, we went to the Museum of Natural History, which has been this thing that Leia's wanted to do, I mean, forever. And she got a little umbrella at the gift shop. So when we came back from the swim, it started raining and it started raining a lot, a lot, like kind of a heavy rain right away. And I was like, oh shit, we have all this laundry. And it took me all day and I just, just hung it. And oh my God, oh no, oh no. And I see Leia's face, it just lights up. She's like, mama, it's raining. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And she said, no. I get to use my umbrella. And she's so excited about it, you know? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. It's raining. It's just fucking rain, you know? Who cares about the laundry? It's just laundry. Like, yeah, let's use your umbrella. Like, what do you want to do? She says, I want to have a snack under the umbrella. And I'm like, okay. So I made some tea and we got some cookies and she wanted an avocado. (laughs) that's, That's just who she is. And we just huddled together underneath this tiny, I mean, it was like a kid umbrella, you know, one of those tiny little kid, like child sized umbrellas. And we're like huddling under this umbrella, just sitting there watching the laundry get wet, you know, and I swear to God, it's like my, 
<laughs> one of the best moments of my life, you know, I, I really, I can't, I can't really explain it more than that, you know, and then at the end of the day, and this was such a treat, this was like the best treat of all time, I got a massage oh, every day since we came here, I've had, and I've been trying to figure it out, like I have this unbelievable back tension, not the same kind of back pain I normally have, but it's it kind of like I wake up in the morning and it feels like I lifted weights the day before, or like I went to CrossFit, or I'm sore. It's like I feel run over by something. I wake up every day and it's like I can barely move my head. My neck is so tight, so tense. My whole back, doesn't matter how much yoga I do or self-massage or I'm lying on this little like Shakti mat, like I'm, I'm sitting with an infrared light, like I'm doing all this stuff, like rubbing myself with CBD at night. And, you know, every morning I wake up the same. So today I, I got a massage. This girl came to the house and it was such a treat. And I had a whole entire hour at Leia, watched a movie and had dinner and I got a massage and it was just like, it was, it was magic. It was magic, 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 magic. And then that's it. She left. I put Leia to bed. Only took two hours. You know, it's kind of like our days are amazing. Bedtime is fucking shit, but it's okay. Like, I, I'm not even going to complain about bedtime. Like, bedtime, it sucks. She doesn't want to go to bed. She's four. It, it is what it is. Our days are so good. It doesn't matter that bedtime sucks, you know. But it does bring me to this place of when she's finally asleep because I don't have a second to myself all day. You know, at 9.30, I kind of want to go to bed too. You know, it's like I'm tired, but that's my alone time, right? That's the time I'm all by myself. So I'm like, no, I need to do something. I need to like enjoy. Like I just need to be, you know, I just need to be, I just need to be alone for a moment. So I had my tacos and, you know, watched on Netflix. And then literally like after just cleaning up in the kitchen, about to go upstairs to go to bed, it's midnight. I had this moment of of gratitude. It just really fucking hit me. And it hit me in this way of not like epiphany, you know, earth shattering, like, holy shit, you know, it's happened and everything makes sense now and life is perfect. No. I mean, we still don't have a place to live. (laughs) We still don't know where we're going to live. We still have no clarity about anything. But I'm really grateful right now. I'm really, 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 really grateful. And I can even say that all the things that happened that that brought us to this place, I'm really grateful that they happened. (laughs) And that might sound strange, you know, because what happened was that we lost our home and all of our belongings and all three of us got really sick, right? It's like all bad things. But I'm really, really, really grateful that, that I got here. I'm really grateful that I found out what was happening to our bodies. I mean, the I, I, I cannot emphasize enough the difference I feel in my entire being, in my body. People ask me all the time, how is your health? And I don't even want to answer. I don't know how to answer those things because every day I feel so different. Like every day there's a new something that shifts or changes. I really feel like I'm I'm like in a metamorphosis or something, like I'm coming out of the cocoon and I don't know what tomorrow is. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. 
Osea's Skin and Body Care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. What I can say, I mean, what I really can say is living with toxic mold for an extended time, right, for years it, what the mold does, and this is hard to explain for someone that hasn't, hasn't had the experience of toxic mold. I have one friend who has, who's had the experience and she's the only one I can talk to. I mean, I talk to other friends about stuff, but I can't get that, you know, resonance of someone looking at you and they see you and they understand, like you cannot understand. You can't have this conversation with people who haven't been through it. You just can't. But basically, living with mold toxicity, it's kind of like having a parasite inside of your body. It's kind of like having a a parasite inside of your body. And three years ago, when I was working, I was working with Dr. Jess, I was really, really sick. Didn't know we had mold, right? Had people tell me, are you sure you don't have mold? People came to the house, no, you don't have mold. We had mold, but you know, we didn't find it. And I got all these tests done and it came out that I I had candida in my system, which is this overgrowth of, of bacteria in your in your stomach. It's like your microbiome in your in your gut is totally off. And you basically have fungus in your digestive system, right? So candida, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you know what candida is. It's pretty like common. I feel like it's a common thing people know about now. And that's what the test said then. And what Dr. Jess said, and she said that, she said, are you sure you don't have mold at home? And I said, no, we had this inspection. And they said, no, we don't. And it's so dry here. I mean, we we couldn't have mold. And she said, you know what? Like candida is usually, it's like, it's like mold's little sister, you know, like where there is candida, there's almost always mold. Like candida is not the source. Candida is a symptom of mold. It's like you're living with mold, which is you're living with all this fungus, Right. And you're breathing in all of this, all of these spores and all these mycotoxins. And eventually the fungus literally starts to grow inside of your stomach, right? As candida, or sometimes it's SIBO, like overgrowth of some bacteria. Like there's lots of stuff that can happen. But she said, okay, so all these things you have going on, which I had then, which I still had three years later, right? Things like massive anxiety that would just show up out of the blue and not go away. Things like bouts of depression, questioning everything in my life, feeling really low on energy, feeling really tired all the time. Having a sugar craving 
and I'm, I'm not kidding you, a sugar craving that was completely unmanageable. Wanting to drink wine all the time, right? The feeling of like at the end of the day, I had to have a glass of wine. It was almost like, like I didn't have the option to feel, is this a social moment where I want to enjoy a glass of wine? It was like glass of wine was, was what my body needed to settle at the end of the day. And that's a really fucked up thing right? I mean, truly, like now that I really think of it. And you guys know me, like I'm not a hater of sugar or wine. I mean, I, I love sugar. I love wine. I love baking. I love enjoying wine with friends and with Dennis at dinner. Like I am a really relaxed person when it comes to to foods and, and, and everything. But that feeling of not having a choice, that is fucked up. That is something I do not stand behind. I mean, I, I don't want to live that way. And what Dr. Jess said then was, she said, you know, all those things that you have going on, I need you to to know that that it's not you. It's not you and that you don't have any willpower to like not eat sugar or not drink the wine or not feel tired. You know, it's not that something is wrong with you. It's literally the candida inside of your body that wants all of these things and it's fucking with your brain. And she said that so many times. And she said, you need to think of this as like you have a parasite living inside of you and the candida wants to be fed. And what does it want? It wants sugar. It wants alcohol, you know, and it messes with your brain. It creates all of these functions in the brain that literally gives you anxiety, that gets you depressed, like that happens. And I didn't get it at the time. I really didn't. I did that. I did like a candida kind of cleanse and then I felt like I was more depressed at the end of that because I couldn't enjoy anything in life. And also I, I changed so many things about my life. That I, didn't, I didn't know what worked at the end of it. I just got a little better. Not all better, clearly, but a little better. And then now it's three years later and I'm here on the other end of it, right? Having had almost a month, no more than a month. I've had a month and a half without mold exposure. Almost two months, actually, with no, yeah. Wait, is it our two month? anniversary today could be actually say I've had two months without mold exposure one month of this cleanse that I've been doing three weeks in Sweden breathing forest air swimming in the lake eating organic foods like there's been stages to my healing here and this week I I can say fully confidently that I have kicked my sugar addiction that I I don't I don't need I don't need to bake. I don't have that feeling of I need to have something around the house for me to enjoy. I have no craving for sugar anymore. And it's almost like I couldn't envision that being a thing that that would actually, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like I thought that my personality was really based around sugar, right? And I'm not just talking, I would drink a lot of fruit smoothies and fruit juices and eat a ton of fruits and all of that. But you know, I baked every day and I would go between like, you know, I always bake vegan, of course, but I baked with a ton of sugar. I would bake like three layer cakes and cinnamon rolls and cookies. And like, you know, you know, you guys follow me on social media. You'd see I'm always freaking baking. So I would eat sweets every day, kind of all day. Like after every savory meal, I had this feeling like I need something sweet. And I was kind of ashamed to talk about that or to share that because I had this feeling of, yeah, this isn't healthy. But also, I don't want to be that person who's like, oh, you can't have any sugar because everything's bad for you. Be afraid of food because I'm not like that either. But I did have this feeling like something is not right, not because of the fact that I ate sugar sometimes, but because I had that feeling like I didn't have a choice. That's the thing that I, that, that I really felt wasn't right. Like I couldn't control it, almost like I was completely out of touch with my body for real. And now 
I, I think it's because I'm in touch with my body in that sense. It's almost like the mold left my system in a, at least a big enough way that I got my intuition back. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I was talking to my friend today who also had this, ex- this exposure to mold and this mold, mold illness. And she said it in exactly the way I would describe it, which is, When you get exposed to mold, the feeling is of your entire system as if you have that scary monster from Stranger Things inside of your body. You guys have seen Stranger Things, right? If you haven't, you need to see it. It's such a good show. But there's that like demon monster that lives in the wall in Stranger Things that it's like a dark, terrifying being that just kind of devours everything in its path. That's what it feels like. That's what mold illness feels like. And that's what it feels like I've had leading the way in my body over these past years. And I've had to fight. I can't even tell you. I've had to fight to take care of myself. I mean, it's been so hard. And I've had, I've had cycles where I felt like I'm not trying hard enough. Or I've shamed myself. I felt really guilty. I felt like there's something wrong with me. You know, why can't I stop eating sugar when I know sugar makes me feel like shit? Why do I feel like I have to have a glass of wine at the end of every night when I know it makes me feel like shit? Why can't I sleep better? Why can't I go to bed earlier? Why am I getting shitty sleep? You know, and then I had these cycles where, okay, I would get up at four in the morning, you know, and get into this cycle of here's what I need to do. I need three hours of self-care every morning. And I still believe 100% 5 a.m. club, like, I mean, every day. I'm not doing that now, you know, alone with kid, but... I I dream of a day where I'll get back to that. But it was almost like the things I would have to do to feel like I'm taking care of myself, that that mountain was so fucking big. And it took so much effort. It took so much effort. And at the end of the day, I still didn't feel great, right? Almost like I would maximize my input for self-care, take as good care of myself as I possibly freaking could, right? And at the end of the day, I still didn't feel great. So where is my motivation, right? And I went through those cycles, I mean, a million times where, okay, I'm going to eat raw food for a month. I'm just going to juice. I'm going to do fast. Like I did fasting for months. I fasted, you guys. I didn't talk about this because I think fasting is like a highway to eating disorders. Fasting can be super epic and great. Like I feel I've had many times where I feel amazing fasting intuitively but I don't want to be the influencer that promotes fasting because there's a lot of people recovering from eating disorders who listen to this show, right? And who follow me online. So 
I'd never spoke about fasting and how I felt about that. So, okay, just a little note, like <laughs> just because I did that uh, and, and sometimes it worked for me and sometimes it didn't, doesn't mean it's for you, right? What really is for us is what intuitively feels right for us. And that's where I feel like I lost that intuition completely. So I would go through those cycles of forcing myself, okay, I'm cutting out sugar, I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to have any gluten, I'm cutting all flowers out of my diet, getting up at 4am, I'm doing this workout and I'm running and I'm doing yoga and I'm dancing and I'm doing these ocean and I'm doing everything, everything, like maxing it in into a day that's already really full, right? And then after weeks of that, nothing changed in my body. I mean, and I'm really serious about that. I could have one entire month of raw food and juice and no sugar or anything. And I would have to force it. It wasn't easy. You know, not eating sugar was like, yeah, no. Oh, I could shudder just thinking about it. Like, I don't want to, it, it was kind of, it, it felt wrong, like intuitively doing the wrong thing for my body. It was awful and so hard. And I could do that for a bunch of weeks and nothing would change. I didn't feel better. Nothing changed in my body. Didn't lose any weight. Like it it wouldn't matter if I ate ice cream every day and drank wine every day or fasted and drank green juice. Nothing changed in my body. And that's what mold does. And this for me has been such an eye-opening thing to actually realize that it there was nothing wrong with me. It wasn't that my willpower was lacking. It wasn't that my discipline was bad. Like I wasn't trying hard enough. Like Mold makes it impossible for your body to hold on to anything good. Mold lowers your immune system until it's in the fucking basement and every tiny little thing that you come across, you take in and you get sick, right? Mold makes you tired and you stay tired all day. And it also makes you really hyper and really stressed out and really anxious so you can fall asleep at night, even though you know you need sleep because you're tired because you're not sleeping. <laughs> you get into the cycle, right? Mold makes you depressed, makes you sad, makes you feel like life is a bad place, like it's hopeless, right? Mold makes it, makes you hold on to the bad things in your body, makes it impossible for your body to detoxify. It blocks all your detox pathways so that everything else that enters your system, like all the other toxins that you're breathing from exhaust fumes, like when you're walking down the road to water that isn't perfect, to non-organic vegetables, to cleaning products in your kitchen, like all the little toxins that you're exposed to every day, because we all are. When you're exposed to mold and you're suffering from mold illness, your body just absorbs fucking everything and it adds to the crisis that you're already experiencing. And I spent all this time thinking something was wrong with me. And now (laughs) I really think that was my moment of that led me to gratitude is that I have no sugar cravings anymore. And I thought I've thought my for years, for a decade, I've thought that that's just who I am. I'm my personality is I'm one of those people who need something sweet all the time. I'm one of those people who just after every meal, like I want a little something, I want a little cookie, I want a little piece of chocolate, I want something, I want some ice cream at the end of the day for sure watching Netflix with my husband, like I need something, you know, and that's just who I am. Turns out that's not who I am at all. That's mold. (laughs) That's my body completely suffering a shutdown. And what feeds the candida and the overgrowth of bullshit in my system is sugar, right? That's the only thing that keeps all the bad stuff alive and that keeps my body inflamed. 
So it's almost like this demon inside of me has been craving all this stuff and it hasn't been me. And now I've had the last few days really able to sense this intuition inside of my body for the first time in so long. An example of that is like, <laughs> I can be with people and then everyone's like, oh, let's have a little fika. Fika in Swedish is like snack time. And you have that a couple times a day where you have a coffee and something sweet. And that's culture here. Everybody has fika every day at some point. It's always like cake and coffee or something like that. And I can be around all these people eating delicious shit. And I know like I could eat that and that would be delicious. And I don't want it. And it's not like I shouldn't eat sugar. So I'm making myself not eat that. No, not at all. It's, oh, I genuinely don't want that. <laughs> and I don't think I've felt that way about something sweet in my entire life, ever, ever. I've stayed away from sugar because I've forced myself to not have sugar. You know, if I wanted to lose weight or I want to be healthier or I, you know, have this idea that I shouldn't have sugar or I'm trying to not have sugar, you know, not just the feeling of, oh, I don't want that and then not having it, you know. And then today, like when we were sitting in the little under our little umbrella in the rain, I had this feeling like I got an espresso machine for the cabin because <laughs> I've been laughing about that so much with, with my friend, but it's kind of like the little luxury that Dennis and I have every morning is he makes me a cappuccino, an oat cappuccino every day. And we love our oat cappuccinos. And I have one a day. Sometimes I'll have two, but one a day is like my thing. And I don't like the Americano, like Swedish, we call it Brygkaffe, which is like water pours through a thing and then you get this kind of watery coffee. I really don't like it. And I've had coffee. I mean, I normally drink coffee every morning. And then I got this espresso machine and I know this, it's, it's amazing. The coffee is great, right? And then today I'm like, oh, let's have a little fika under our umbrella. And I'm like, mm, I know a coffee right now would be great. Oh, that, that would be so good. But then I took a breath and I'm like, I don't really want coffee. And then my brain goes, but a cappuccino, an oat cappuccino, that's your favorite thing. And then my body went, yeah, but right now I don't want it. And my brain went, but you love oat cappuccinos. I mean, a little cappuccino, that's, it's way more luxurious. Like it's more special, more indulgent to have a cappuccino than it is to have like a tea or something. Have a cappuccino. And my body went, no, I don't want it. <laughs> And I actually got to witness my brain and my body have this conversation around habit. Like it's a habit, have your o cappuccino. And it's like, yeah, but I don't want it. But it's, but it's better. It's nicer than a cup of whatever herbal tea you're going to have. Yeah, but I don't want it, you know. And then we got outside and I had these little cookies, like they're called Tom and Jerry cookies. Every Swedish person knows what they are. Tom and Jerry cakes. It's like the same cookie I had when I was Leia's age, like when I was four like that's what we had. It's like little, like they're really kind of shitty cookies. No, actually they're really good, but they're basic, like the most basic cookie ever. I don't know what to compare them to. They're not even like a snickerdoodle or they're not chocolate chip or anything. They're kind of like a, what? I can't even explain. They're kind of like a vanilla, super basic, like flour cookie. Like there's nothing exciting about them, but they're shaped as the characters of Tom and Jerry. And they're, they have Tom and Jerry on the box. It's like all the kids want them. And we were at the store and Leia was like, look, I want that. And I was nostalgic. And I was like, oh, I used to have those. Okay, let's get a box. So we got a box and she wanted some of those cookies. I put some in the bowl. We went outside and I'm drinking my tea. And I'm like, oh, a Tom and Jerry cookie. That would be really nice. And my body went like, yeah, that would be really nice. And I had a Tom and Jerry cookie. And guess what? When I was done with my Tom and Jerry cookie, I didn't want any more. <laughs> 
So I didn't have any more. <laughs> I mean, and for people who don't have a sugar addiction or have had like issues with with sugar or maybe that haven't had these kinds of, and I think all of us have different variations of this, right? Where we have a lot of things going on with our bodies that keep us from feeling intuitively what we want and what we don't want, right? It doesn't have to be mold. Like we all have different layers of shit built up in our systems. But for me, <laughs> you know, I would hear about those kinds of people who like have a cookie and that's it. Like I, I don't know that person. Like who, who is that? What kind of person doesn't finish the box? What kind of person opens a pint of ice cream and doesn't finish the pint? Like, I I don't know. Like, I've always been like, if it's there, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to eat it all, right? And then now it's just, it's it's different. And I'm not trying to say this. I don't want to sound arrogant or belittle anyone. I'm trying to really, really, really share that what I thought was lack of willpower was not that at all. It was me being out of touch with my body because there were so many things in the way. Because my body was really sick. Because my body was really inflamed. Because, I mean, I still for sure have an unbelievable amount of mycotoxins in my body and candida in my gut and all these things I'm trying to heal. But I'm really certain that I've detoxed enough for me to be able to go, oh, well, hi, there you are. (laughs) Like, that's the feeling. It's kind of like, I'm feeling myself for the first time in years. And that feeling of that entity inside that makes decisions that I don't want, that overdoes things, that that eats things and ingests things and engages in things that I actually don't want, that don't serve me in any way. It's like that that being, I don't know if it's out of my system or if it's just in the back seat now as I'm still detoxing and I will be detoxing for the rest of this year. But that feeling inside of, wow, that's what I need. Oh, I need to go for a swim right now. And then, yes, I can give myself that. Or, you know, I need vegan tacos and Netflix. And like, yeah, I needed that. You know, it, it, it's not about the what. Like I'm really getting to that too. It's like, I can have, ooh, I need, like I need a gin and tonic with my friend, like and laugh all night. Like I did that like a couple days ago. Like, it's not about the what, that the alcohol is horrible, that the sugar is horrible, that everything is bad and don't eat this and eat that. It's not about that. It's about feeling in tune with our system so that we can actually know when to give it what, when to stop, when to start, when to keep going, when to take a break, when to go to bed, you know? And I had over the past few years completely lost sight of that. And at the same time, you know, I had all these, I mean, I still have all these practices that kept me in tune enough that I could keep going, right? I mean, if it wasn't for all the meditation, all the practices, all the yoga, I really don't know where I would be. But it was also that feeling of it took so much of it for me to even feel like myself at all, you know, because I, I don't know if I have been. And that feeling, you know, that I really got to have today of, oh, I don't want the coffee. Okay, so I don't have the coffee. No big deal, you know. And I got to see that conversation inside of myself. And, oh, I want the Tom and Jerry cookie, which is like full of shit, right? It's not like an organic healthy cookie. It's like shit. It's sugar and flour and whatever. And, yeah, and that's not a big deal. And no shame, no guilt, no like, oh, you're on a detox. No, it's like, oh, my system wanted that. And then that's it. And, and it's good, you know. And I am so interested or so intrigued to get to know the real me a a little bit better. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Something that's really dawning on me is... <sighs> you know, we're all kind of running in circles to, to find ourselves, right? And ourselves, our, our, our heart, our soul, our being, we, we're all in this meat suit. <laughs> we're all in this body. Everything happens from the level of this body, no matter how much we meditate or how much we crave enlightenment or no matter how much we debate things or how much we grow or read or learn or how wise we are or how much we love and you know how much compassion we have how much we forgive how grateful we are all of that work all the healing it happens in the body right we experience everything in this life from that place of the body so if we have a bunch of shit in the way right say a lifetime of toxins and i really am starting to think that for a lot of people this this is it for i it's kind of like i touch on this in conversation or when i'm contemplating things and i get goosebumpy in terms of what's in the way for a lot of us having a lifetime of shitty foods and i'm not saying this for you to shame yourself or something was i'm talking like we were all conditioned in a certain way from birth right it's not our fault what our parents fed us when we were little, we get accustomed to eating and that's what we're going to eat, right? And then we might come across a bunch of different things that inspire us to want to live differently, right? To want to be healthier, to want to eat a bunch of superfoods, to want to feel healthy and look healthy and all this stuff. But that is going to be an uphill climb every moment of the day if your body is riddled with shit it can't get rid of. If your body is inflamed, if your body's sick or on the path toward illness, if your body is toxic, right? And I'm thinking about every food I've had in my life that was filled with glyphosate, that was filled with pesticides, every vegetable, every piece of lettuce, every fruit, like everything I've had that was literally sprayed with pesticide before it was put on my plate. And I didn't think that was a big deal, you know? And I really think... <laughs> I really think it is a big deal. <laughs> and I'm I'm also like tentative to to talk too much about this because it's also a privileged thing, right? I mean, tell someone who can't afford to buy to go to pass by the organic aisle in the grocery store. You you shouldn't eat non-organic foods. It's bad for you. Oh, well, okay, thanks. Like what am I going to do about that? For a lot of people, you know, we can't do anything about that. We can do our best. And that's it. And we can also become more aware of how fucking unfair this is and that the system looks this way, that the healthier foods are afforded by the wealthiest, you know, 1% of this world. Like it shouldn't be that way. That basic foundational, like put your hands in the, in the earth and grow something and grow your own foods and put them on your plate and that basic like sunshine and rain and <laughs> the fact that 
that that's not something that that we can do if we have money or if we have extra time or I mean like if you're working two jobs trying to feed your kids like there's no how are you going to start your vegetable garden and where you know so I'm struggling with that I'm struggling with really wanting to talk about how how bad this is how serious this is while also being super sensitive to the fact that there are no options for a lot of people in this world but that part you know are the whole entire food industry of how much stuff is put in what they call food that we were fed our entire lives. I am probably now detoxing (laughs) additives and food coloring and stabilizers and fillers and flavorings and bullshit put in the food that I ate when I was a kid. And I've been feeding Leia a bunch of stuff that, you know, vegan, and if it's vegan, it's fine. But no, you know, a bunch of stuff that if you look at the ingredient list, it's like, oh, there's 30 things on, on this list. I, I, I know what half of them are, you know, half of them sound like food, but then there's this and then there's that and then there's this. And I don't know what that is, but, you know, it's vegan. So, you know, it's better than, better than, better than that. <laughs> and you know, it was completely impossible for me to have that awareness before I had that awareness, you know, and now I I really do my best to make different choices. And I have to fight really hard for that. And it takes longer time in the grocery store, and I have to research more and I have to be super selective. And I'm making choices now where if, if they don't have it, you know, if I have something on the grocery list, and at the store, they don't have it organic, I don't buy it. You know, I changed, I changed what's for dinner, you know, We'll, we'll eat something more boring or something more mundane or something that I didn't plan because yeah, there was no organic cauliflower at the store. So we're not having cauliflower curry tonight. Like we're not doing that, you know, and I never used to think that way because I've been conditioned my whole life to think that, that it's not bad. And you know, the industries and the government and everyone wants what's best for me. And I'm really starting to kind of scratch at the surface of, well, that, that's probably not true, Right especially if there's a financial profit leading and running and and leading the way in all of those industries. Like it's not really about health. It's not really about nutrition, right? And I think that if you have a body that is completely full, you know, and, and that that's going to be all of us, right? Majority of us, we're going to have stuff going on with our bodies. There's a reason why so many people get cancers. There's a reason why so many people get diabetes. There's a reason why all the stuff that happens, it doesn't just happen because there's something we're doing wrong. It's the whole system that we're living in. That's what's wrong. And when we have all those things going on in our bodies, how on earth are we going to ever be in touch with our intuition to actually know what, what, what we want and what we don't? You know, the inflammation needs to feed itself. So the inflammation in the body wants more of the bad things that keeps the inflammation going, that keeps us feeling bad, that keeps us feeling like it's impossible to make a change, right? Like getting up in the morning to work out or making healthier choices for for foods. Like it's so hard. It's so hard. I really, like I can feel that feeling sitting on the couch at home in Aruba. Like we just ate dinner, Leah's finally asleep. And I'm like, I need like bring me ice cream, you know? And like, if we didn't have any, I would go down and like rummage through the pantry. Like, what do we have? You know? Okay. We don't have that. Well, we don't have that. Well, I could make something. Right. And I would 
I would freaking 9 p.m. at night after dinner, instead of just relaxing on the couch or taking my ass to bed, which is what I should be doing, I would bake at 9 p.m. something, you know, because I also would feel better. I always had this feeling like, you know, it, and still to this day, I 100% believe that always. Like if you're baking something from scratch, you know what's in that thing versus if it's store-bought. In Aruba, I didn't have the luxury of buying store-bought stuff because I'm vegan and there's almost no vegan <laughs> get that kind of food over there. And then that process of actually baking, you know, being creative, you know, it's it's also meditative. It's like this, it's, it's almost like I got to infuse something healing in the thing that was bad for me that I needed every day. Right. So I would like make a chocolate cake at 9 p.m. and eat that at 11 and then wonder why couldn't I fall asleep? <laughs> I try so hard to go to bed and then I'm up till one or I don't know why. It's like maybe because you ate like three pieces of chocolate cake at 11 p.m. You know, come on. All of that, you know, it becomes impossible. And the thing that we need to really invite in this sense, because we all have stuff going on with our bodies, whether whether it's a low-grade inflammation or, you know, like you, you have to sit with your own history of stuff, right? And feel into that for yourself. And maybe you feel like you have no issues at all and life is awesome. Then I'm sorry if, I, if this was a gloomy podcast that didn't resonate with you. But for me, this has been a really big deal. And the thing that's the most important is that we bring some compassion into this whole situation, And that's what I really got to experience today is that feeling of, wow, I tried my hardest. I could not have tried any harder to to be really healthy, to take good care of myself. I tried so fucking hard. It was not that I didn't have the willpower. It was not that I wasn't disciplined enough, that I was lazy or stupid or not good enough or it was just the fucking mold. And now that I'm in touch with something that feels like intuition again, where I can feel my body, it's like I'm starting to remember. I'm starting to remember what it feels like to go, I'm tired. I guess I'll go to bed. (laughs) And I have to laugh saying that because for so many years, I would have that feeling at night. I'm tired and fucking fight it. I'm tired. Okay, well, let, let me like, let's go watch something. Let's do something. Let me pick up my phone and scroll or you know, let me like engage in some drama, some, some sort to like keep my, to keep the levels up, right. To keep that fight or flight mode that I'm existing in versus just, I'm tired. Oh, let's go to bed. (laughs) You know, that that's such a wild idea. And it's been such a wild idea for so long. I have to laugh saying that. And it's also almost like I have to cry because it's been so awful. It really has been so awful. And I think once we are, once we begin to heal, whatever it is we are healing on that physical level, we will realize that everything we want to heal on an emotional level or from the level of trauma or all the places we want to reach spiritually and all of those things, if we don't tend to the body, none of the other stuff is going to matter, right? Because we're not going to have that felt sense of the experience of that growth from the body if we have all of that in the way if we're sick if we're tired if we're sick and tired all of our attention gets sucked into being sick and tired we can't get to the next level in life it's impossible so we have to do this work from this physical level at the same time and it's funny to me <laughs> it really is funny to me that <laughs> that I'm having all of these all of this healing happening now in in that one, I didn't even know I was sick 
right? I really didn't even know there was something major going on with my body. I just thought I was tired and my immune system was bad. You know, I didn't even know. But also, if I look back and I can really think of the one greatest year of my life, and it's one of those things where I I really look at this as the best year of my life, which was the year I moved away from Sweden and I moved to Costa Rica for the very first time. And that first year, not just like traveling and, and visiting, but the first year of living over there on my own. And I used to think, oh, I was so courageous and brave and I had so many new experiences and the people I met were amazing. And, you know, I was meditating a shit ton. It was my, like my most hardcore meditation phase in my whole life. And now I think about it, but what about your body? Like what was going on with your body then? Well, that was the year I stopped eating processed foods. That was the year I stopped eating meat and chicken and pork and egg and dairy. Like I quit all of that. And it wasn't like I was eating some grass-fed organic, like lovely beef from somewhere. Like I was eating the shittiest shit that whatever was put on my plate that I had my entire life. You know, fried foods, whatever it was. Like the standard American diet, except it was Swedish. That's what I ate my whole entire life. I quit all of that in one go. I had months of raw food, which now, you know, I think times of raw food in our lives is great, especially if we are getting something out of our system. I just had all organic foods. I was living in this place where everything was organic. The water was amazing. I started taking amazing superfoods and I started like the things I did to shift my physical health is it was night and day right? So no wonder I felt that amazing. I mean, probably I kickstarted off a major detox that then two or yeah, I guess a year later, maybe two years later, I ended up with an American boyfriend (laughs) and started spending a ton of time in the States and found Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and started eating all the vegan junk food. I mean, I I think I can kind of align that pretty well. And then a couple years down the line, I started eating dairy again. And then, you know, I just, I shifted things, right? And I started feeling like shit again. But it's almost like I haven't equated the importance of the physical aspect. I always focused on the spiritual. Like I had so many amazing shamanic experiences and I spent so much time in ceremony and so much meditation. Well, what about all the organic foods that you ate for an entire year? What about not having any bullshit come through your physical system? Like that really counts. It really counts. And the things I'm feeling now, they feel like a like a memory of that almost, you know, and physically, I mean, for a little update, like I still have stuff. It's not like I'm all of a sudden like (laughs) winning some award for being the healthiest person in, in the world, right? I'm still dealing with a shit ton of stuff. We got our mycotoxin report back. It's really bad. I'm going to do another one. I'm going to wait until at least like six months after the first one to see if it's better but I have a lot of aches and pains in my body. I mean, like I said, I have a lot of, I have a lot of back pain. I feel tense in my body, almost like lactic acid. That's the feeling. It feels like I, I'm working out all day, but I'm not doing anything. I'm like resting more than I've ever rested in my life. And every morning I wake up sore and I'm starting, I think that's a, that's a detox symptom. Other than that, I mean, I, I have a lot of energy throughout the day. I mean, a lot, a lot. I can breathe 
really well, if I'm not crying, I mean, I'm not blowing my nose a million times a day, coughing has completely gone away, I don't have headaches, I feel lighter, yeah, I I have a little more of a pep in my step, and the things that are bothering me now feel very, like, physical pain oriented, which I also have a feeling is something that's passing. Leia's eczema is so much better than what it was. I mean, when we got here, it was really, really bad. It's so much better. It's just not everything is great and perfect, but I can, I have this feeling like I'm getting there slowly, slowly, right? And I would love to, I really would love to invite you to inquire, you know, in this moment, What's standing in the way between you and your true intuition? That true knowing of your body and what your body actually needs, what your body actually wants. That there is that place inside of you where your ego and your spirituality and your heart and your body, where everything aligns, where your personality wants the same thing as your soul, where it's not like, oh, my heart wants this thing, but oh, I have this craving over here, you know, where everything is one. There is that place. What's standing in the way between you and that? And really take a breath there, just really hold some space for yourself and opening up into the possibility that there is nothing wrong with you, that it's not you who are the problem, right? That it's this accumulation of fuckery that, that's taken place toward your body, you know, that there's been a lot of things. And of course, I didn't even mention this in this episode, but this is a whole other episode I'll take another time. But trauma causes physical ailments. Trauma lowers our immune system. Trauma sits in the body just like disease does. So there's so many layers to this, you know, not just everything we've been eating or not eating, not just, you know, the potential toxins or mold or, or environmental issues. You know, it's also that that past pain and the shock that might still be in your system, you know, living in that fight or flight, that completely decides how we absorb nutrients, you know, how the decisions we make throughout our day comes from that place. If we're really wounded and we don't feel safe and okay. So spend some time there inquiring into that, what's standing in the way, and then breathe kindness into that place, really, that you're doing the best you can That if right now today was the day you ate all the pints of ice cream and you baked all the chocolate cake and you ate all the shit and your body told you you were tired and you kept scrolling on social media and you didn't go to bed, like if that day is today, if that day is every day, love yourself in that. The only thing I know is that hating on ourselves for the decisions that we make makes everything more impossible. So love yourself in that. Love yourself in whichever space you are just the way you are, you know? (sighs) It's time for me to go to bed. (laughs) Speaking of what our bodies are telling us, it's 1am here now and I sat down to share that I'm grateful because I really, 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 really am. I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm so grateful. And hopeful too. I have no idea what tomorrow will bring. (laughs) Hopefully the future brings us a home somewhere, you know. But I I feel really hopeful. Hmm. 
I love you. Truly do. Thank you for listening. Take good care of yourself and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And of course, a huge thank you to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studio. If you enjoyed this episode, please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you normally get your podcasts. I'll see you next week.